Today is Sunday, January 23, 2022. The first reading according to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 2 to 4, 5 to 6, 8 to 10. On the first day of the seventh month, Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly, which consisted of men, women, and those children old enough to understand, standing at one end of the open place that was before the water gate. He read out of the book from daybreak till midday. In the presence of the men, the women, and those children old enough to understand, and all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra described stood on a wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. He opened the scroll so that all the people might see it. For he was standing higher up than any of the people, and as he opened it, all the people rose. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people, their hands raised high, answered, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and prostrated themselves before the Lord, their faces to the ground. Ezra Read plainly from the book of the law of God, interpreting it so that all could understand what was read. Then Nehemiah, that is his excellency, and Ezra the priest scribe, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to all the people, Today is holy to the Lord your God. Do not be sad and do not weep, for all the people were weeping. As they heard the words of the law, he said further, "Go, eat rich food and drink sweet drinks, and allot portions to those who had nothing prepared. For today is holy to our Lord. Do not be saddened this day, for rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength." Psalm 19, Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The second reading according to the first book of Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 12 to 13. Brothers and sisters, as body is one though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ, for in one spirit, We were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. Now the body is not a single part, but many. If a foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It does not, for these reasons, belong any less to the body. Or if an ear say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It does not. Where would be the hearing? If the whole body is hearing, where would be the sense of smell? But, as it is, God plays the parts, each one of them, in the body as He intended. If there were all one part, where would be 
the body. But as it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor again the head to the feet, I do not need you. Indeed, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are all the more necessary. Those parts of the body that we consider less honorable we surround with greater honor. And our less presentable parts are treated with greater propriety, whereas our more presentable parts do not need this. But God has constructed the body as to give greater honor to a part that is without it. So that there may be no division of the body, but the parts may have the same concern for one another. If one part suffers, all the parts suffers with it. If one part is honored, all the parts share its joy. Now, you are Christ's body and individually parts of it. Some people... God has designated in the church to be first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then mighty deeds, then gifts of healing, assistance, administration, and varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all mighty deeds? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The beginning of the Galilean ministry. Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, chapter 4, verse 14 to 21. Since many had, have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in the synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, stood up to read, and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. As the exiled community of the Israelites began to reestablish themselves in the Holy Land, they would renew their allegiance to the law of Moses by having it brought out, read, and interpreted. With renewed enthusiasm, the people of Israel found joy in reconnecting to their God. The scroll of the law was regarded as a sign of God's presence in his people who had suffered so long and so much. Fast forward 
to the time of Jesus, after the Babylonian captivity, there came the Persian, Greek, and finally Roman occupation of the land. All of these conquerors left a dent of resentment among the Jews, and not a few had desired, at least in their hearts, freedom from the yoke of their foreign oppressors. In the words of Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, their hearts looked forward to the day when they would be rescued from the hand of enemies without fear they might worship him in holiness and righteousness before him all their days. In this Sunday's Gospel, Jesus identifies himself as the liberator of the Jewish people. He declares that he is the fulfillment of the oracle in the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. All the liberating actions enumerated in the verses are contained in this idea, glad tidings. Glad tidings or good news is the exact etymology and definition of the word gospel. It conveys the idea of joy. Today's first reading and the rep- responsorial psalm speak of joy in the law of God. When Jesus comes, there is greater joy. For what was celebrated in words now comes in flesh. The Gospel of, God, of John uh, indicates where the joy should come from. Jesus instructs the disciples to remain in his love, that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. The joy of Christ's disciples comes from the love of God himself. Pope Francis repeatedly exhorts the Catholic faithful to live the faith in joy. He reminds us that grumpiness is a hindrance in living the authenticity of faith. To be a real Christian means having to discover that in loving others, there is real liberation of the Spirit that makes us want to give more and to share more of the life that we live in Christ.